Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast Minisodes. Today we have a letter from Annie. Annie writes, Hey y'all, I've had this email written out for a while, but the reason why I've finally decided to send it out is to tell you about Fair Mormon. I was on the ex-Mormon Reddit today, and there were a lot of posts about videos that a YouTube channel called Fair Mormon has been putting out, quote-unquote, disproving the CES letter. I don't know if y'all have heard about it, but I would be interested to hear you do an episode on it. The hosts of Fair Mormon make, quote-unquote, comedic videos refuting the CES letter, but it comes off very mockingly, offensive, and isn't Christ-like at all. I've only watched a few of their videos because I don't want to give them views, but they have videos on the kinderhook plates, polygamy, and more. Okay, so (laughs) Annie, yes. So um, she sent this back in November. That's how far behind I am on, um, (laughs) on these letters, but I did see some of these videos. So, and I was surprised actually, because if you don't know, Fair Mormon is, they're an, a Mormon apologist organization and, you know, they have their website, they have their YouTube channel and for the most part, they try to keep things somewhat scholarly and respectful. I mean, I don't agree with them because they're Mormon apologists, but um, they had some <laughs> younger uh, people <laughs> on this series this that they focused on like debunking the ces letter and she's right annie's right they were extremely just offensive they were trying to be funny but they weren't and they were really just disrespectful um and i know that people say that sarah and i are disrespectful but this was a whole different thing um this even i noticed it was getting they were getting such bad responses, like so, so much pushback for this that um, they were getting so many dislikes on the videos. Almost all the comments were telling them how awful these videos were that even active Mormons that were supportive of Fair Mormon were saying, this is just not right. Like I can't get behind this. Um, so they actually took all the videos down because <laughs> I was going to react to one, but every time I watched what or started to watch one rather, I just, yeah, I didn't want to give them the views and I just, yeah, it was bad. So anyways, you can though, uh, I know there's a lot of people on YouTube that did respond to them. So those videos are still up. So you can go watch the people that are criticizing the content and they did, they've done a great job. So yeah, thanks Annie for bringing that up. I'm kind of glad I didn't have to respond to it cause it was, it was something else. (laughs) Okay. So continuing on. Annie says, here's my story. Starting with my early church history, my third great-grandpa, Christopher Layton, was an early church leader and was part of the Mormon battalion, so that should give me bonus points up in heaven. (laughs) He had 10 wives and 65 children. I believe that he and Heber Kimball are tied for the most children in the church's history. Wow. 
He founded Layton, Utah, Kaysville, Utah, and Thatcher, Arizona. Oh my goodness. My mom and dad's side, mom's and dad's sides, has very early church members. My third great-grandparents on my mom's and my dad's side were actually neighbors in Nauvoo. Wow. My relationship with the church has always been kind of weird. I'm a feminist, and I would always get angry when boys would pass the sacrament, even as a primary-aged kid. (laughs) Even though I've always had pretty liberal views, I have stuck with the church because of my scrupulosity. I hope I said that right, but correct me, Annie, if I didn't. Scrupulosity is religious OCD. I've always had OCD. For me, it's all about symmetry and evenness, and I don't let anyone touch me. But I never realized that religion was involved with it. I would have nightmares about watching all my sins with God during the judgment days and would think that I would be going to the lower kingdoms in heaven. I'm a really good kid, too. I've never done anything bad because of this. And yet, I thought I was a porn addict and was going to go to hell because I read fan fiction when I was 12. Even now, when I don't believe in the church, I have panic attacks over the thought of going to hell and all this being in the right church. Oh my goodness, Annie. So, thank you so much for sharing what scrupulosity is. I really hope I'm saying that right. But religious OCD, right? I um, I guess I've always in the back of my mind realized that that could be a thing, but I've never thought about it in such a way that you've pointed out here and how that could control your life. I feel like that could be debilitating and I never knew the word for that. And I'm really sorry you have to deal with it. Um, but I'm grateful that you, you took the time to explain that. Um, I think probably a lot of people might experience this on some level, you know, maybe not actually full-blown OCD, but maybe like, you know, to some degree. Okay, continuing on. My dad actually left the church about two years ago. It was really hard on my mom. I've had a lot of conversations with him about the church before I started questioning my own faith, but it never really bothered me that he had left. In my eyes, we were still sealed forever, so even if he left, we would still be together forever. So, I can relate to this. I am, I'm not going to say specifically who, but I've had some extended family members who, for for a while when I was a child, were inactive. Um, but in my brain, I rationalized it by being like, well, they're sealed and Heavenly Father knows the intention. <laughs> I didn't really know about like the doctrine of of the tears of heaven. Um, and I think to comfort myself, I would tell myself, we'll still be together forever. It'll be fine. <laughs> Continuing on. Around February 2020, I started to question my faith. The moment that triggered my research into the church is when I was talking to this boy in my class about Mormonism. I was always very proud about being Mormon, and he said he had Mormon neighbors and felt bad for them. I couldn't imagine why he would feel bad for them and decided to do my own research. That month, I started listening to your podcast. (laughs) I began to listen to it for a new perspective on the church, and every time I listened to it, I would learn something horrible about the church. 
Well, welcome. Thanks for listening. Um, also, this is really touching and, and I'm glad that you found us um, and thanks for giving us a shot. I know that a lot of active members just think that we're offensive and they don't enjoy our content, but it really means a lot to hear from someone who needed help leaving or learning at least learning about the church and then deciding for yourself right so thanks for sharing that it really is <laughs> quite validating <laughs> so i would go to early morning seminary every day ninth through 11th grade i lived 25 minutes away from the church building and would wake up at 4:45 a.m to get to seminary on time at 6 I went every single morning and was never late. Thank you, scrupulosity. Did I say that right? I keep thinking that I'm going to say it wrong. Scrupulosity. Okay, there we go. But yeah, I, I can only imagine, right? Like that tendency, like, oh my gosh, you'd probably just be really worried about being on time, not messing up ever because of that religious OCD. Oh, I can't even imagine. My first two years, I had an amazing teacher, and that changed with my junior year seminary teacher. This one specific incident happened in late February of 2020. I was already questioning my faith, so this didn't help. That morning, my teacher asked, why do people leave the church? And this one very Mormon girl said, because they don't want to put in the effort. My teacher then went on praising how people leave the church because they're lazy and they don't want to put in work. <laughs> We've heard that before. That made my blood boil, but I didn't do anything about it. I guarantee that my dad has done more research and more reading into the church than anyone in my seminary class, my ward, or even my stake. Leaving the church was one of the hardest things he's ever done, and it broke his heart. It doesn't make sense to me that someone so quote-unquote Christ-like would be so awful to someone going through that. During my own faith crisis, it shattered my whole world, knowing that it isn't true, and the last thing I would want is someone to say that it's lazy of me to leave. Typing this story out makes me so ashamed that I, I didn't say anything to my seminary teacher about it. You know what? Don't feel ashamed. I wouldn't. I don't think many people would have... It, sometimes you're blindsided with things like that, right? And you don't know what to say in the moment and it kind of passes. And then later on you think back of, oh, I should have said this or that, but don't feel ashamed. It was, yeah, that's on them, not on you. <clears throat> I texted my mom about it while I was at school and she said, that's what I hear every week at church. They always make them out to be choosing to be wicked or that Satan has a hold on them. It's hard because you look at your dad and that's not the truth at all. I've learned to realize they are just ignorant and they don't know better. I understood what she was trying to say, but why were we dealing with that? I went to seminary every morning and endured that emotional abuse. I just took it. I don't want to believe in a God who's going to send my dad to hell and give my mom to some dude with 10 other wives in the afterlife. Yeah, right? Luckily, COVID caused seminary to stop along with everything else related, church related. Since then, I have given up on the church and decided that I do not believe anymore. I haven't told anyone though because my mom is still fully in. 
It was so hard on her that my dad wasn't a member anymore, and I didn't want to be another person to let her down. I'm still the Laurel's class president, and I've been begging my leader for months now to release me, but she still hasn't because she's waiting for revelation. Oh my god. I really, really appreciate y'all's podcast. Every week, I look forward to what y'all have to say, and it really makes me feel better about myself. I'm a senior in high school right now, and I'm looking forward to the time that I graduate and I can figure out for myself what I believe in. Hearing about Sarah living in Berlin made me build up the courage to apply to a couple a couple international schools, which is something I've always wanted to do, and I got accepted to the first one last Friday. Ah, yay! I'm going to study psychology and have been thinking about becoming a psychiatrist to help people that have gone through similar experiences as me. Aww. Keep doing what you're doing. I love y'all so much and grateful I was able to come across this podcast. Oh my God, Annie, it's amazing. You're amazing. And that just gave me goosebumps that you um, are going to study psychology and that you've applied to international schools. That's so, so great. And I think, you know, I just think it's really mature of you to think about things the way that you are when I was your age I wasn't thinking about anything but myself and and Mormonism was just there and I barely even questioned it I mean I I rebelled a little bit but it was just kind of like well that's the truth but you have you're intelligent and and amazing that you could think about it in such a way and have so much compassion and I, I wanted to say, I think it's good that your parents are still together. I know that when a spouse leaves the church, this can happen in lots of churches, but um, especially this one that sometimes it doesn't work out because that difference of faith um, is rough. But I'm glad that your mom, she's she seems like she's a really lovely person and I hope that, I mean, it's been a while. We, we need an update. Uh, let us know how it's going. We really appreciate this letter. Thank you so much for uh, sharing this and for educating me about religious OCD. I find that extremely interesting. I'm sorry that you that you have to deal with it, but like, it's really important to talk about these things because I've noticed that the more we talk about these things, the more people don't feel alone because someone else I'm sure has, has dealt with what you've gone through, Annie, and we're all here for each other. And that's amazing. So thanks again. Thank you all for listening. Have a great week. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye.